Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry House. Thanks for joining me. This episode, I'm going to talk about why the GDP in the U.S. is slowing, what the Federal Reserve is going to do about cutting rates tomorrow and the next day, and how these rate cuts will affect the rest of the globe and the future of quantitative easing. Numbers, there's nothing dramatic in here. Unemployment hasn't changed. Oil is still cheap. It stays under $60 a barrel. The first estimate of GDP, 2.1. Durable goods is 2%, even with the nightmare that Boeing is dealing with right now. Shows manufacturing in the U.S. doing okay. Now, the U.S. economy is basically inspired by confidence of consumers, confidence of people looking for work, confidence of people buying homes. And it moves along based upon two big factors, a market of some kind or inflation. Well, we really don't have much in the way of inflation, and we really don't have any bubbles in any of the markets. This is the real estate market, new and used homes, not very exciting, no bubbles there. The S&P 500 and the Dow, as we've talked many times, is really not in a bubble because they're following earnings so closely. If earnings turn and they didn't this quarter, the S&P 500 will probably correct a little bit, but no bubble there. The Federal Reserve has decided to stimulate the economy by lowering rates. I don't believe it's going to do them any good. We are at 2.5% right now. They'll probably go to 2 and a quarter Wednesday. In my estimation, they probably can go down to one and three quarter over the next several months if they want without having a major impact on anything. But it's mostly window dressing. That's okay. Here's where we are in relationship to the rest of the world. U.S. is way up here at two and a half. South Korea has already lowered rates. Australia's lowered rates. Most of the Eurozone is in negative rates, and I'll get back to that in a minute. One of the primary reasons, and I'm sure that the Federal Reserve is going to rationalize a lot of that by what's going on here with the dollar. Dollar is strong again. And if you're trying to sell stuff to us, meaning you're an exporter like everybody in Asia is and most of Europe, you don't want the dollar being strong because it takes more of your currency to buy something in the dollar. When the dollar is strong, meaning valuable, it makes goods and services overseas more expensive because it takes more of them to buy into the dollar. So if the Federal Reserve really wanted a reason to lower the rates, this is it. Try and weaken the dollar. Over the last several months, I mean, here's really indicative. Everybody up here, the Euro, the Swiss franc, Japanese yen, everybody is in negative numbers even Canada. It's the dollar over here on the right-hand side that's up in positive numbers. It's because our rates are pretty attractive and the economy is moving forward more so than the rest of the world. Here's where a lot of the rest of the world is. The European Central Bank, the Swiss, the Japanese, the Danes, a lot of them. They're in negative numbers. Their central banks, the ECB, Bank of Japan, has lowered their rates to the point where they are 
selling negative yielding bonds. I'll talk about that here in just a minute. Their rates are in negative numbers under the assumption that that would give stimulus to their economy, make their money free. People would come in, borrow it, put it into their business, and grow their business. Didn't work out that way. They're in negative numbers, and they sell a mountain of negative yielding debt. Here it is, it's just about $14 trillion. People have their money in here knowing that the $100 they put in is not going to be what they get out even in 10 years. It isn't a, a black hole. I mean, it isn't evil because the money is very safe. These are sovereign debt. And it's certainly liquid. If you need your money out, you can get it in a hurry. It's fine. They're just not getting any return. Nor do they have any inflation to erode the purchasing power of the money. So it's not so bad. It's just a technical aberration that we're seeing a lot more of. I don't believe for a minute that that's going to happen here in the U.S. because I think if the Fed continues to lower rates, they'll probably stop about one and three quarter. I certainly hope so. Germany, Netherlands, Finland, France, everybody in Europe, Cyprus, Lithuania, all of them, the rates have come way down, even from the last five years, into negative numbers. They're trying to stimulate, and I don't think it's working very well. Their primary customer, the United States, has hinted at perhaps a few tariffs. It has nosedived several of these economies. That's Europe. They're slowing. It's going to be a problem. Not a dramatic problem, but a problem. The other side of the coin is what's going on with China. And I don't want to beat this to death, but Every now and then, Bloomberg is in this chart, goes and does some of their own research, basically trying to see, do you really believe the numbers that come out of China? And this one is Chinese industrial profits. And I think it's entertaining that Bloomberg does this kind of stuff. The black is what the Chinese have published as their corporate profits. They did their own calculations, and it really isn't hard to do these calculations, and it looks very different. Anyway. We understand a lot of things are changing in China, and they have their own problems. I kind of wish them luck. When economies go through a period known as fast growth, and all economies go through this, the United States did it in the 20s and a little tiny bit in the 50s. The goal is to grow your economy and spread as much wealth as you can around into as many hands as you can. You want consumers. You want people that want to buy stuff. You want people that want homes, cars, all that kind of stuff. It can't be just bridges and empty office buildings. Japan, Taiwan, South Korea, all Asian examples of going through a rapid growth period and coming out on the other side pretty well. If you get a per capita GDP, 40,000, 45,000, you're doing okay. Uh, China failed at this miserably. There isn't money in the hands of very many people in China. It's going to be a huge detriment, and it's already shown in their GDP numbers. They're never going to get this momentum back. They have too much debt. And as long as they're still having problems with the United States, that's never going to improve. Sorry, but that's another one of the fundamentals why we don't have any money in China. Okay. 
We'll hear more out of the Federal Reserve in the next couple of days. It'll be interesting to watch. Whatever it is they do, the equity market's going to have a short-term response, good or bad. Either way, it'll be short-term. The U.S. stock market is not going to make any changes until earnings subside, and it's showing no sign of that. Okay, otherwise, everything is good. As usual, if you have any questions or comments, send them along to info at shwj.com, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for joining me.